Welcome to episode 52 of the A Free Spirit Life Podcast. Hello, my friends. I'm so, so excited to be back with the podcast today. I took a little break over the holidays, and we don't have to talk about how challenging this time in life is, but we can know that there is hope and there is healing and there is great transformation happening all over the world and I bet you're feeling some of that in your own life. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so happy you're here. I'm Shannon Kinney Dew, holistic life and spiritual coach. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, Reiki practitioner, and a human design specialist. And I've created a free spirit life as a place to empower, awaken, and inspire women like you to be free, to be your most authentic self to experience true abundance and really fall in love with the life that you're living so that you can feel healthier, happier, more vibrant, more alive, and share your uniqueness with the world. I'm really excited to share this interview with you today with a dear internet friend of mine. Her name is Amelia Critchlow, and she is a theta healer and a business coach. We met years ago online. We finally got to talk in person, but I feel such a kindred with her, and I know you're going to just love what she has to share about how to break free of the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual blocks that tend to keep us in the fear frequency. She is going to teach us today about theta healing, how powerful of a modality it is to clear in the body where our thoughts become beliefs and get lodged so that it, they keep us from living our most authentic, abundant, prosperous life. She's going to also tell you about her Passion to Profit course where she's guiding solopreneurs, these heart-centered, service-based teachers, healers, and guides on how to make a profitable business doing what you love and sharing your gifts with the world. It's a beautiful episode today full of wisdom, of kindness, of excitement. I hope you feel a sense of uplift when you listen to it, a sense of inspiration to look at your own life, to look at your own story today. What page did you turn? You're looking right now at a blank page. This is a new moment, a fresh, clean slate. Right here as you hear my words, this is an opportunity to pause, to take a breath, to give yourself the gift of learning something new, of being open, of thinking a new thought, of dreaming a new dream. And it starts right now. Enjoy the episode. Well, hi, Amelia. I am so, so very excited to have you on the show today. Thanks for being here. Oh, I'm so excited as well, Shannon. How many years has it been? I was thinking about this. I know we've been internet friends for uh what we think 10 or 11 years now Yeah, 10 or 11 years I yeah back in the real blogging days yeah I know I feel like when I first started there I mean yeah I had a one-year-old and I was still learning what Twitter was didn't know how to write a blog it was all very new and I think that online courses at that time I mean we were kind of we were different then do you do you feel that way Oh my gosh, absolutely. I think it's a lot of stitching it together with lots of different free platforms. Now it's become really sophisticated and streamlined and you need to match that with that. Yeah, it's definitely become a lot more sophisticated, I think, and lots of different platforms that you can use. And some things are now obsolete, like no one seems to use those platforms anymore. Oh my gosh, I know. Well, that'll be another conversation, but I do remember the DIYing it and trying to, you know, offer e-courses and connecting with a lot of women who I'm still friends with. Um, but you in particular, I remember your um, experimental art class because I was offering like uh, intuitive journaling and I was so drawn to the work that you were doing and um, it was so beautiful. And I'd love for you to share kind of your journey that has brought you from when you and I connected to now what you're doing and offering. Absolutely, really happy to share. So yeah, my background is in the visual arts. So I have a BA and an MA in fine art and design and 
um, teaching qualification to teach adults in the community, but particularly sort of creativity. And art has always been my mainstay, like being creative from childhood onwards. It's like, oh, if I can if I can do work from doing what I absolutely love, which is one of my huge things, which is why my program is called Passion to Profit. Let's all do what we what we love, what we're good at. And I think back then it was I noticed from teaching that children and kids were really great at just being creative. They had no, and I would teach a lot of family groups and the parents you could see really wanted to do art, but they were so worried that they would do a bad job or they wouldn't be good enough or they'd fail or they'd get it wrong. And I was thinking, my children never think like that. Where did we lose that? And I learned around the age of about between 11 and 13, um, apparently we become really self-conscious about our artistic ability. And as you know, I'm such a huge proponent of we need the left side and the right side of the brain working together. If we've got creativity and intuition and we've got the strategy and logic, then we have a much better chance of making life work. So I thought, what can I do? What can I put together that will allow adults to feel comfortable coming into a space and doing art? So maybe an art class would not be right for them because there's this thing of someone looking over their shoulder. And, and funnily enough, way before any lockdown, I wanted to bring it online because that's where I thought people can do it from home and there's no one looking over their shoulder. And I specifically called it experimental because people, that word takes pressure off. If I can experiment, then then I, I can't fail at this because it's just an experiment. And that's, I think I've mentioned that to you before. It's one of my huge things that there's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. But if we don't try it in the first place, we're never going to know whether something's working or it isn't. And a lot of people won't even try it because of that fear of failure. So that's where the name experimental came from, because it kind of, in my book, it takes that pressure off. And, we, you know, who doesn't have fun conducting an experiment, whatever aspect of life? And I think from there, I really learned about... Um, you know where people got stuck in other areas and creative we're creating our lives all the time we are creating our lives art is just a really sort of accessible entry point and and the more i did it the more i became aware and i think i've always i think i've shared with you i've always been into personal spiritual development and the word creative always comes up in 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 that realm as well creating your life creating your reality and there i was doing artwork and i think more and more the two just got closer and closer together and i quite often found myself thinking gosh, how can we create something that there is no, there's no physical, um, you know, piece of artwork that sits over there gathering dust, but if we're being creative and then um, the journey into health and well-being primarily came from having a bit of a health scare myself and having to relook at all the foods I ate, all the products I put on my skin. And through doing that, I came across Theta Healing, which we say Theta Healing in the UK, but I'm going to say Theta Healing. And, um, and, and, and so I don't know how, if you feel like this, but when I look back at my life, it's like everything was, all the dots begin to join up. And if I stay in tune and if I stay open to my intuition, I kind of get led and, I, and I, it all makes sense now. And you, I don't know if you know this, but my, so when we met my daughter, gosh, she must've been in her teens and she now does art full time. She is absolutely flying. In fact, she probably shows in the States more than she does in, in the UK, which is really, or has done. And I kind of really feel like, oh my gosh, she, she was part of that journey. She needed to, to see what I was doing and it gave her permission to do it, see how it's done and really fly with it. And it feels like, oh my gosh, maybe maybe that's a huge part of my journey was to be that role model for her because she, she doesn't fit. She's one of those doesn't fit into the square peg round hole um I, I won't share too much because she's an adult in her own right but she, her her strength was always art and I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna encourage her to do what she's good at because I see so many children being um encouraged to do something different not necessarily that they're good at and that's where we begin to struggle and, and we get to a certain point or people can get to a certain point in their lives I just think I, I'm doing my work and I'm getting money, but it doesn't have any meaning for me. It's got no passion behind it. I also spent years working with um, people in recruitment who were looking to find their ideal job and their ideal. And I really noticed that there was something like, well, I can get paid for it, but can I get paid for it and love doing it? There seemed to be a real dissonance. And so that's another reason that I, I wanted to do something that allowed people to access both and have permission to know that it's possible and, and it's so beautiful to see my daughter being a living embodiment of everything I believed in and she's now she's now doing that and making it work it, it's just like oh, all the work that I've done and all the books I threw away and all the things that I learned you know she, she if you take these things on board and you put them into practice 
it's amazing what can be created and, and yeah I don't know if there's any nuances in that any specific questions as well that was kind of pricey oh no I well there's so many things I want to ask in regards to that so we'll so we'll definitely talk more about your um profit to passion or passion to profit yes (laughs) we're gonna because I really want to talk more about that because I do feel that there's a lot more people these days awakening to that idea that you know something is missing and there's the, the the piece that we had all those years ago as you were talking about children who are so in tune and we lose that as we get older. And now we're really being called to reconnect to that. And so being able to make a living doing that or make money from it or um, move beyond those blocks that say we can't is huge. So I know we're going to talk about that. Um, I do just want to mention because you and I have chatted about how connected we've been, even though we've been kind of circling around each other through the internet all these years. And what you described is exactly what brought me 11 years online. I was working in an art studio for kids. It was provided free by Hallmark in Kansas City. And I noticed the exact same thing. I was vibrant and excited about creativity. And I also had came from a, um, I had to I call it being becoming a recovering artist or um, recovering create creator because I really did for a long time believe I wasn't creative and I had that block in me even though I was and I so I had to go through that journey and so I was very passionate about uh, sharing the tools of creativity to help us um, be uh, connected to our passions our intuition our true yeah. truest self um, but you know I noticed the same thing I'd have these adults bring their children to this art studio and the kids were excited and decorate. And we'd always say, there's no right or wrong way. There's no right or wrong way. And let your imagination run wild. But, and I would always turn to the adults and say, and you guys can do this too. And it was just like this massive, like talk about energy. Now I was like, I could see the frozen energy field and like, you know, the lockdown and it, and, but as they played with their children, I noticed a Mm -hmm. softness, what we observe other people doing. We want that, but for some reason we think we can't have that. And we lose touch with that place within us. Um, Tell us more. And I know that's a really wild way of asking this, but um, we'll talk about the mindset and, and, and backing up. Tell us what theta healing really is and does that help us with our mindset and some of these blocks that keep us from being our authentic self? Absolutely. Really great question. And um, what would be my entry point into answering that? So basically, uh, most educational systems program us from a very early age that we're either passing or failing we're either succeeding or failing so there is no middle ground and so if programming which it does comes from you know those core years between zero being born and I think it's six or seven which and in the first few years you're actually in a theta state so you're actually open to everything and that's why you're so easily programmable and then slowly you begin to come more into the alpha um, and beta brainwave states it's, it's a known fact because there are five brainwave states and theta or theta is one of them so as we're young and as we're experiencing parents and teachers and culture and tv and entertainment we are just letting everything in with no filter so depending on your environment you'll be picking up these messages and taking them on as a truth and education for me in particular where I mentioned I worked in recruitment these people would come in and they were either like I can get a job or I can't based on on their grades and at the moment I'm doing um, a masterminding Bob Proctor and there was something really interesting came up which is imagine if you gave children their report card at the beginning of their schooling and educational system and got them to write on their what subjects they loved what grades they wanted to achieve so they're setting their own goals and they're motivated and they're excited instead we take on all these bits of messages from from other people in the outside world telling us that we're good enough we're not good enough and it's so damaging and I've I've just seen that I've just seen that as a mother I've seen that as a professional and I have been absolutely like this this needs to not be the case what can we do and even though I didn't know theta healing at the time it's always been in the back of my mind which is why I had the experimental art e-course because I'd see these parents that clearly wanted to do that but felt they weren't good enough. So what can I do? What can I do? And so I think a really good analogy is none of us are born with our name, but we hear it enough in our lives to at some point in our childhood go, oh, okay, so I must be Amelia. So I'll answer to that name. You must be, I must be Shannon. So I'll answer to that name. So subconsciously, you've now been programmed and believe yourself to be Shannon. I mean, it's a really, for me, that's a really great and simple analogy about how we fed 
something enough, we'll, we'll, we'll take it on as a truth. We'll take it on as a reality. If it serves us, great. If it doesn't work, like you mentioned the word block, if it's self-limiting, negative, self-sabotaging or a block, then we want to get rid of it. And I know that you'll understand this because we've both been on that self-development journey. I would read all the books, I'd do a program, I'd like listen to you know all the great gurus out there. And I, I'm, I'm an action taker and I know you are as well. I will write the goals, I'll do the affirmations, I'll go, you know, I'll go and your do wall, you have vision boards all over your wall. Yeah, yes. exactly. I've always done vision boards, I've written out my wish list. You know, it's like, okay, if it's, if that's what I'm told to do to change it around, I'll do it. And I definitely saw changes. No two ways about it. I, you know. I've got the most amazing partner after having been in some of the most horrible relationships. And I know consciously what I did to make sure that I, I changed the inner blueprint and I attracted the right person and I've done that. And then there were other areas where I thought, well, I'm doing the same things, but something's stuck, something's blocked. I, I don't understand it. And I don't know if you're similar, but I'm always like, right, universe, show me what the answer is. Show me what I'm missing. There's something I'm missing. And that's when Theta Healing came along. So, so um someone mentioned a talk and I looked it up online and then it just so happened that they were running a live workshop in London before lockdown and I went to it and I was like this makes so much sense it's all the you know when you have strange coincidences or you know dreams that reveal things or insights or coincidence it's like it brought it all together in this huge jigsaw puzzle like oh so we're operating in the quantum field which is the metaphysical world and the physical world but we tend to only operate in the physical world or at least that's what we've been taught and I just felt like, oh my gosh, this was the answer that I've been looking for. And it uses muscle testing to identify what the blocks are and you can then actually release them. So a thought that you think long enough becomes a belief and a belief that is wearing around all the time eventually becomes trapped energy in your body, which is why people will develop, you know, stomach pains or, you know, shoulder pain, you know, quite literally different parts of our body relate to, you know, if you, if you find yourself constantly saying gosh that really makes oh god that makes me sick or something like that that you're alluding to a certain part of your body and it's changing the language it's being aware and awareness is 100% the first step in order to be able to change something but because 95% of our beliefs are subconscious how do you become aware of something that you don't even know that you don't know that right. for me was the missing bit. So lots of people talk about self-limiting beliefs. Lots of people talk about the negative narratives. And I get that. And affirmations and, you know, reprogramming through, you know, listening to meditations or whatever it might be. It's, lot, it's a lot harder because you don't necessarily know what the underlying is because your 5% of conscious thought can have an opposing thought to what's going on. So you're going for your goals. You believe that you're able to achieve it. You believe that you're worthy and deserving consciously. But if your subconscious believes that you're not worthy or deserving, can you imagine what it's like? It's like, well, why do I keep coming up against a brick wall and I'm doing exactly what that person over there is doing and they're achieving it and I'm not. And that's because our subconscious programming, because our life experiences are so different. And that for me was like, oh my goodness, I wish I'd found this 25 years ago. It would have accelerated this journey that I've been on for a really long time, but everything happens, you know, as and when it's meant to. And the most exciting thing was that I can share this with other people because it's just transformed my own life so much. I don't know if that answers, yeah, I don't know if that answers enough because just to explain that um, theta healing uses, theta healing uses muscle testing. So the way that you work with a practitioner is it's very intuitive and as well as discursive and you're also looking at energy and then you you're muscle testing to see whether a subconscious belief is there or not which is um applied muscle testing based in kinesiology so it's got a very scientific um foundation it for me that's another thing it sort of bridges that slightly woo-woo spiritual world with really practical kind of scientific world and for me as i said they they always go together anyway and it's like oh my god i found the thing you know if you'd asked me if i wanted to be a healer or i thought it was a healer no but this is a magical tool that you know if I can share it with people then even better let's do it and that, yes. that's kind of how I felt yeah well and you know we had a conversation uh, earlier just talking about how such similarity again in, in in when I was finally you know I always say I, I put the machete down I was trying to hack my way through life and carve my path and it's like once I put the machete down and I allowed my path to unfold that's when things like Reiki just come to my world and I don't even know what it is. And that's when I found human design, which is like, for me, what you, what you described is like, that was the missing piece. It's the science, but also the intuitive um, energy work that we can like bridge 
um, and give us that picture that always feels like it's that missing piece. It's something's not clicking. Something's not making sense. And so talk to me about the theta process where is it like you are you getting into that theta state that then that's where the unconscious thoughts are? Can you talk a little bit just about the process and then yeah, yeah, let's, let's yeah, yeah exactly. So when I so doing, um, you can do group um, theta healing, theta healing sessions, which I do do in Passions Profit, because I learned really quickly that if I coach people and give them the strategy, if they didn't have the right beliefs going on, it wasn't going to work. So I, that's why I thought I'm never going to separate the two. So when I work in one on one with a client doing theta healing, we are going into the theta state together. So I will walk someone through and it's about beginning to switch off the analyzer part of your mind. I can never remember whether it's the alpha or the beta state, which is the most awake state, which most of us are operating in when we're doing, doing, doing. So this is about um, switching off the body. So you're being still, you're going theta, theta state is a meditative state. So you're going into that meditative state so that when I'm, when you're muscle testing, yourself because at the moment obviously everything's online anyway but it's great because you can record the sessions someone is muscle testing themselves if they're relaxed and they're in the theta state they're kind of their body and their um their own electromagnetic field is giving them the yeses and noes because we're switching off the analyzer so you always have your eyes closed when you're muscle testing if you're looking it changes it and for me going into the the theta theta state as a practitioner I'm therefore accessing all the information that I need to. So as well as hearing what someone is saying to me, so words and language are really, really telling of what someone's subconscious thoughts are. You can do that, but I'm really tuned into what language and that will tell me. And then as we go into the the theta state, I'm also able to tune into their energy. So in in the quantum field of all that is, it, it's intuition you're tuning into a vibration and energy that's already there some you know if people are allowing you to read their energy and it's similar with reiki because you're working you're working with people's energy and again it's something that's much more acceptable these days than it even was i don't know 10 20 years ago even though there's always been the kind of holistic and alternative um movement i feel it's become much more mainstream and much more acceptable because people are now realizing we are multi-dimensional beings and being in a physical body and being physical is just one aspect of ourselves so where does that intuition or that insight or that flash of inspiration come from where do ideas and thoughts you know come from it, it's it's all around us and so theta going into the theta state you're more able to access those worlds and that energy and so i will be always asking for permission so i work with someone do i have permission to scan your energy do I have permission to um you know do and, and they as long as they give me permission to share what I see and to scan their energy and then and then I decide intuitively what beliefs and thoughts and then they muscle test and we can see really clearly whether it's a yes or a no and then we identify where that energy is being held in the body and I haven't met one person yet that if they don't see it they feel it they you just know where am I holding that angle where am I holding that block where am I holding that resentment where am I holding that non-forgiveness? Where am I carrying that belief of not being worthy or deserving enough? It's just that no one's ever really asked, where are you holding it? Where's the energy? But as soon as you're asked, you normally can sense it. And that for me is so amazing. And then we can lift and release that together. So we're always working, Theta Healing re- refers to creator. So we're working with you, me and creator energy together. And, and it's the kind of symbiotic relationship. So working with a practitioner, you know, you can come to a lot of these things on your own, but it's it's also the witnessing of the energy releasing and the new thoughts coming in. And you always have to say yes to agree to it. So a bit like we agreed to take on our names just just through living life with theta healing. As long as someone wants a new belief, they have to say yes out loud. And it's an instant mm-hmm. it's an instant affirmation. And so you can see a belief go from a yes to a no or a no to yes in the same session. And people's you just people's lives just start. Well, I was listening to this talk the other day and someone described it as we are all radio, um, we're all like radio stations, we're attuned to a certain frequency, so we can only ever pick up a matching signal like that. And someone used it, someone used the analogy of coloured Velcro, so whatever your Velcro is, you can only ever pick up thoughts, um, feedback that matches that Velcro. So as soon as you change, which is what I call the inner blueprint, you, you change the energy, you raise the vibration, you increase your consciousness and awareness, you immediately just start attracting different things into your life. And you just think, what, what happened? I, did, I haven't done, see, this is going from doing to being. I haven't done anything differently. 
because like you just mentioned it's not so much of the doing it's the being when you change your state of being you will bite like you said the things just started to flow into your life mm-hmm. I would we'd be here forever if I started telling you all the things that changed but there was no other explanation than like I don't have that belief anymore but I didn't even know I had it so how could I have changed it and now totally different experiences are showing up the things that triggered me are no longer triggering me I don't feel like I'm run by my emotion whatever it might have been that yes. caused the blocks and the difficulties the challenges because we all have them because we're human beings you know we yes. all have them it's how we deal with them it's what we do with them and what modality suits different people basically and right. it's just like oh, I found it I've been searching for a long time it, uh, was, so, it was so rapid seeing yes. seeing the changes yes it it reminds me I know there's you know sayings about like when you're the the fish in the water and you're looking for the ocean like there's you know it's like oh it's all right here like but you can't see it because you're you're in it and it's like you can't see it yeah and so I love I'm all about you know self-healing and help us find the tools that you know help us discover who we are help us really go and connect with that inner world And what I love that you're sharing is what I know about you and why I just adore you is I can just, I know you hold safe and sacred space for the people you work with and to be held in that space and to be seen for who you are, even beyond the fears, you know, because it's a very intimate practice, what you're doing with someone. And um, so it just, it's, but it's so powerful. I'm just like, you know, you know, I'm so excited to sign up for my (laughs) session. (laughs) But, um, but I also think that, you know, from coming from my perspective of someone who's done a lot of inner work, I, I go back, you know, and I can kind of go back to my memories of childhood and I, and I can connect the dots, but there's also this thing that we've kind of come into this world with the family that we chose. If you, if you believe in that, or what were the family you landed in, you know, that we're still kind of repeating some of those patterns from our ancestors. Talk to me about that because that's what I want to be free of. Okay. No. And it's a really interesting one because the, the, you know, the country and culture that you're born into, you're also being born into a whole history. So theta healing works with the soul level the core level, the history level, and the genetic level. So there are four levels. So when we're working in a theta state, we're clearing along all those four areas, What whatever shows up is the most prevalent. So your soul's been on a journey. It's been through lots of experiences. I think um, I was reading this the other day that science, science has proven that our DNA goes back 14 generations. So that's why we look like our parents. If we look like our parents, if we have you know, the physical attributes and genetics of past, why wouldn't we have cellular memory? And in fact, is is it epigenetic? I can't, I cannot remember the name, but there is um, a word for, isn't it? Is it epigenetics? Yeah, epigenetics. Yeah. In fact, that's a little bit, you know, uh, in human design, it's your energy DNA. So it's the same kind of thing you're talking about our physical DNA, right? Goes back about 14 generations. So so I quite often find you can, you know, if there's generations of persecution or if there's generations of lack and starvation, you know, like in the great famines, then people are still operating from these spaces of lack or these these spaces of being persecuted because it comes along the ancestral and familial lines. It's so important, I feel, at this time in history to clear a lot of the trauma and a lot of wounds because we are transitioning, which is really evident because of what's going on in the world at the moment. But in order to help that transition, it's like, let's clear, let's clear the energy, the thoughts, the beliefs, the the limitations from the past. And absolutely with theta healing, it's it becomes clear if you're working with a good practitioner where it's coming from and you can clear it quite often our beliefs aren't our own and the you know we carry stuff on behalf especially if you find that you were one of those children that wanted to make sure that everyone was okay so that you were the peacemaker and you didn't want to give your parents any trouble or you wanted to make sure that if someone was suffering that you kind of took it on as your own you know empaths and highly sensitive people are carrying a lot of stuff and if we don't clear our energy as often as we get in the shower and like cleanse our bodies, we get stuck energy that's not even our own. So one of the first things I'll be doing or I do in a first session is just to clear the energy. Sometimes the muscle testing doesn't even work until we've cleared like all of this stuff and then it starts working and it's really, it's really magical. And energy work, you're right, you can do it yourself. It's, it's one of the things I love doing is not just helping my clients in the session, but giving them a toolkit of things that they can do outside of the session, remembering to clear your energy every day. Anyone can do that anywhere. We just normally don't do it and we haven't we haven't been taught to do it. And that's why 
I would love like to teach kids in school how oh to my goodness well uh, you're like I'm getting chills because I feel like I'm raising highly sensitive children in a not so sensitive world and I really know that I was very highly sensitive and now knowing more about what I know about energy I have you know very open centers that make me that and there's so many oh my gosh so many more uh, sensitive souls coming into this world and I think about you know our children how can we, you know, help them learn how to stay in tune to their sensitivities? And, you know, cause I think about my youngest, he's highly sensitive, a total empath and extremely hard on himself. And the mindset that he has partly, I know, brought into this world with him is, you know, perfectionist traits. And if he messes up, he's just, he turns on himself. And it's really, it's really a, a sad thing to see. And so for these sensitive souls who are listening right now and think about the children of our world too, what is a tool to help them be the sensitive being they are in this world without taking it in, without losing their light? Gosh, that's a really great question. And you can absolutely do theta healing with children if you're noticing something that is occurring or recurrent. But the other things that spring to mind is getting him or yourself or both of you some information on um, managing your energy. Becoming, and even if it's sitting in a meditation and, and asking yourself, how far out from my body can I feel my energy feel? So for um, individuals who have a really large energy field or their, or their energy field is always really wide open, they're gonna be allowing other people, other things in without even knowing that they're doing it. So just even going quiet, going internal, going inside and just tuning in, is it really close around me? Or is my, do I sense that my energy field is really far away and it's touching all, you know, all these places and people that I didn't, wasn't aware of? You can then get use visualization. So visualizing is a great tool to then bring that energy field closer to you. And one of the things we do in Theta Healing, I know you you can't you can't see it because this is um, an in, a podcast interview, but you can dip up your energy field. Yes. And you can imagine from your from the center of your solar plexus, you have a white light emanating. And you so some people believe you like put a protective shield around you. You, you visualize. And I spoke to somebody the other day that said, but sometimes you can be you, there's a belief that you're trapping stuff in there when you steal it. So if you visualize the light coming from inside you and then um, filtering out and making a huge ball of light around you, you could invite him to do that. So just it comes out and then that light, you know, that ball of light, however far from him, he needs it to be. He will know intuitively. He will know, oh, okay, I need it to be arm's length. You can also, so one of the other um, things that I do in a session is I get someone to look at their golden sacred circle, which is, a, which is about their arm's length around them. Again, I'm showing you, but I'm painting the picture as well. And it's like, who or what is in that circle around me? And again, when you go into your internal world, you go into a theta state, you go into a kind of meditative, relaxed state, people will begin to sense, oh my gosh, I've got, you know, I've just got a sense of that being too close to me over there, or there's someone, you know, and this is this is in the energy world because energy's everywhere. There's, you know, one of my best analogies is if you walk into a room and there is someone there that's not even said a word you will know whether or not that person is feeling angry or sad or you will you will sense and they've not even said anything and it's something like seven percent is verbal communication and 93 percent is is like energy and other stuff so it's becoming it's allowing people to become aware of not just their own energy but others energy and then what what to do so um there's probably other books as well but i would say just getting him to tune into it sensing where his energy is or for other children that feel they're sensitive and also intuitively ask them well what do you need to do what you know first thing that comes to mind but what do you need to do to help yourself feel better or to manage this you know always asking the how questions or the what questions and avoiding the why questions so not why did this happen to me or why do I feel like this but how do I make this better and what do I need to do and he will probably or whoever whichever you know intuitively you'll get answers and I do the same thing with my clients when I ask them a question what and, and then I just said, what's the first thing that comes to mind? And people know, and it's just that first, you know, thought. And he might have some of his own answers. Children, again, children tend to be told what to do. I'm not saying that you do this as a parent, but it, you know, we tell children what to do, and it's not the norm to be asking children. But when you ask them, they have amazing ideas. You probably, you probably noticed that. You know, children seem to bring in this 
kind of information or, or have ideas that you think, gosh, adults would never have come up with that concept. Yes. Or that oh, idea. yes. Well, it, it reminds me of what's going on in the world right now and the shift that we've gone through over the last you know year, because so many people that I am in touch with, and I know a lot of our listeners, there's a part of them that has loved the reset that has mm-hmm. happened with having to really change how you, we were all living before. And, you know, um, when that happened for our family, you know, even though I was somewhat conscious of not signing up for a lot of activities, but when you have three boys in school and each one has a, a, an activity, there's recitals. And, and I just remember this rushing of getting life done. Right. And we had this time to, to, to shut in and come home and reconnect and, and get in tune again as a family yeah. unit and get in the rhythm. And what I have noticed with my family is um, the, ch- the kids started to find who they are again and it, it had the freedom to flow. And so we have chosen to homeschool like officially I cut that the tie with school and and we're now you know I don't like to label things but I call it you know a hybrid unschooling type of experience child-led learning if you will but it sounds a lot like what you're describing where it takes a lot of de-schooling and a lot of unlearning and a lot of trust but to ask those questions to connect with them Um, but bringing it back to those who are listening who are raising children who, who maybe um, are feeling that right now. I also know people who, who um, kind of enjoy the lockdown or the time to be at home. And really this is the time to be preparing for when we come out again, you know, like I love the idea of tuning in with your energy field. What is another like way that as those of us who are, are using this time to reset or, or question our life or make some deep changes or, you know, get in tune with this more natural rhythm. Is there something else that we can be doing now to practice? And maybe we should bring it back to the thoughts and the mindset. I know I'm all over the place with this, but I, I'm it just, you've excited me so much to think about <laughs> oh, oh, what, where people are going and what we can do. And no, it's a good question. I mean, I know straight away what, how I would answer that. So, um, and you've said a couple of interesting things. You've actually used the word retuning and resetting. Like everyone needs to, everyone needs to do that. And we are so busy doing, 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 being in, like alpha and, and beta states that we've forgotten what it feels like to just okay just just tune in and just slow down and let everything just slow down and when you do that and when you meditate people who meditate you know you get intuition and insights that you don't know where it came from but if you're always busy doing and rushing around you have less opportunity for those flashes of insight though the guidance from your your yourself so actually funny enough it's just remind it's just reminded me I'm actually doing um five days of workshops um and I have lots of free information inside my Facebook group but one of the things I'm going to be doing is doing tomorrow even is how to access your higher self because we're very out of tune with our higher self and we're if we're always operating and circling within and I don't necessarily like the word lower selves but with our embodied um selves it we we can we forget there is that connection and we can actually go and ask our higher selves questions but then like you said wanting to turn it back to mindset we are living in a kind of limbo state at the moment we don't know what's going to happen but everything that is occurring today is a result of what we thought did felt said yesterday and that is individually and that is collectively what and this took me years to learn this so there is there is no there is no judgment in this we know no better it's a bit like the elephant that doesn't realize how powerful and strong it is so it remains tied to the state we've kind of forgotten how powerful we are and how creative we are and one of my um first most influential books i read was conversations with god and just this quote that your your mind is like a great big xerox or photocopying machine everything you think is just duplicated in your in your outside world and conceptually, I got that, but to, to control your mind when you're so used to kind of the internal negative chatter, it, it takes a lot of discipline, but it's possible. You, it's like going to the gym. It's like cleaning your teeth every night. If you can build up these consistent daily habits, you will start to see <clears throat> some changes. So some of the biggest changes I saw even before Theta Healing was doing regular visualization, just, just shopping off the outside world, coming internally. OK, if I don't like that, OK, and I don't want to react to it but I understand conceptually that somewhere along the line I created it. 
what do I need to visualize, say, do and be today in order for it to show up in, in my tomorrow? And I quite often talk about the, the different laws of the universe, like the spiritual laws of the universe. And one of them is gestation, the period of gestation. So the time that's required between when we have a thought or take an action and then the time that is um, because we live in a in you know 3D world, the time it needs. That's why babies take nine months to come into this into this planet because they need that gestation period and you know the organic world. And it's this it's the same for any visualizing we do, any affirmations we do, any actions we take. And we're it's also so tricky because we live in such an instantaneous world that we want to click a button or say an affirmation and everything but stay with it. And so some of the biggest changes for me was like doing the gratitude journal sporadically and then, okay, I need to do it every single day. And then really noticing the difference and visualizing and meditating or um, what were the other things? Just, just all the things I knew to be doing. I saw great attraction when I did them regularly, even though I felt at the time in my external reality, it wasn't happening. I was like, okay, I've got to stay with this. And that's why I said to you, I manifested some things, but I needed to understand the last blocks. We're living in a time in history where, rather than being caught up in the fear which is one of the lowest vibrations we really need to take this time to create something new like what do you want your tomorrow to look like not just for you as an individual but collectively on this planet because regardless you may or may not want to include this but regardless of how we choose to combat COVID-19 we're also slowly killing off our host if we carry if we went back to carrying on the way that we were before and that's to me that's a bigger existential question like actually how are we treating mother earth and animals and our own bodies because there is it's if we carried on the way we are we all know there's there's climactic crises around the corner so this is really giving us an opportunity to re reset and reflect and go okay what i'm not going to react to what's going on right now i think it feels really scary i'm at home what can i do what script uh, scripting for another process like writing out my new story so that was a really big one I think waking up one morning and thinking oh my gosh where did I get my story from and I really don't like my story and that was kind of the beginning of this this whole journey into becoming aware that I had programmed myself so scripting visualizing gratituding vision boarding all of those things that are creating a future tomorrow if we do that collectively I truly believe that we have a chance to do you know a reset on a really grand level and it does take what see what sadly I hear some people calling fluff it's not fluff because your mm. thoughts are not fluff they are tangible things and we know that because mindset is everything mm -hmm. so these these fluffy things if you enjoy them do them because they're creating they're creating your tomorrows along with you know along with your language along with um I mentioned vibration you, you can actually get diagrams where you probably you've probably got them as well where you can see what the lowest energy vibrations are yes. so if you're in fear and resentment and anger you're not going to be attracting good things if we're going back to the radio frequency and it's no one's fault it's just that we did we weren't taught differently but now yes. it's so much more available and open and we do know what what can we do so even doing the things that make you feel good are going to raise your vibration so at school daydreaming and doing all the like soft subjects like art and dance and music which I'm sure it's the same way you are they weren't considered to be the proper subjects but they are all the feel good subjects and they are the things that are going to raise your vibration and I think people in lockdown have noticed you, you can't have a world without art and music and dance and all the, the soul nourishing activities. That's really what people need to keep their morale up. And it's so valuable to remember, you know, sound affects you, images affect you, all of these things. So what can I do to make sure that I'm creating that positive resonance? And I, I you know, I remind myself and I remind my own family members, I know this is tricky. I know we can't see each other, but what can we do? to make sure that we're raising our vibration, we're keeping morale up and we're focusing what we do want. Because if we focus on what's happening and we don't want that, we're just going to see more and more. Yes, and that, yes, I mean, yes, I, yes. I, I own that that's my personal belief, but it's also been my experience. And um, I, I know you touched on it and you and you wanted me to speak about it, but I know one of the reasons I'm doing this now and I can hold that safe and sacred space for people is because if you ask me about my history, I feel like I went through a baptism of fire. I have had some really tough times in my life, but I look back now and think, gosh, those really tough times and those really difficult people were my greatest gifts because they were the ones that made me go inside and go, what on earth do I need to do to change this? I don't like it. Why is it showing up? Why are they showing up? And I look back now and think, God, I wouldn't be doing the work I'm doing. I wouldn't be the person I am. I wouldn't be able to hold space and have empathy for others because I have been through, you know, such such a lot and those difficult times feel a bit like now it feels really horrific but what am I learning from this and what 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 can I do differently and that's both 
again individually and collectively. Mm, so that was love, 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 love so much. Um, it reminds me of my yoga teachers used to always say, what we do today is to help prepare for our golden years. Oh, absolutely. And I just always loved that phrase. Oh, my my golden years. Because if I'm going to stay in a, in a place of, you know, fear and guilt and shame and negative self-talk, well, I it's <laughs> really going to, you know, change these golden years that are coming, right? And then I also love what you said about the story. You know, I I do like to think of, you know, each day is a new day, a fresh beginning, a new slate and a new page. And yet it's so easy to just look at that. It's already been written. And so to be in that place right now, for those listening who are really struggling, these are challenging times. I love the idea of thinking today, even this moment, even as you're hearing these words, this is a new moment. This is, and I'm creating it. And what would I like to create? It might not be here right now, But if I could go into that workshop or that studio that's my internal world and my mind, what would I be creating? And that's where children operate until they get, like you said, schooled and then you have to de-school them or they become self-conscious or they move from the theta state into the to the alpha state. We can go back there and we're we're being given an opportunity, even though it might not feel like an opportunity. And I, I completely respect that. The way people feel is not to be invalidated but what makes me excited is to think if I can share the tools that changed my life around you know I I sometimes think oh my gosh am I handling lockdown really really well because as a as a young single parent I could not go out because I had to be at home with my kids I didn't have a partner I didn't have the finances to pay for babysitters I had to get really comfortable with just being at home and sometimes I laugh at myself and thinking oh my god was that part of my training (laughs) for now and it was learning to you know accept and embrace things and what did I learn and that's why looking back retrospectively I learned lots of things and had to find these tools that took me out of that really difficult, challenging, you know, not very nice place that I was in, you know, with my feelings and my beliefs about the world and my, my experience. But to have made those changes and to be able to share that with others, it's, yeah, it's, it's a journey. And it's yes. like, what, what can I do on this journey? Yeah, yes. to make it an adventure. It is. And I think about those who are listening, who are, you know, it takes a lot of courage to um, nourish your passions, to want to make money from doing that, to think that you can actually be happy in your work, to do it differently, to choose a path that is one that's a higher vibration than fear. Tell us more about your program and, you know, for who's it for and what will we learn along the way and how can oh. we get our passions out there in the world? Yeah, I me. Oh, do you know? Okay. So this really excites me. And I think it goes back to this place where I would work with people and I would be interviewing them and I was saying, well, what kind of work are you looking for? What, you know, what job? And people would always be playing it safe. Well, I've got I've got a qualification in that and that will pay me the money and my parents think that's a good idea whatever whatever was the realistic like path that you know I'm going to be safe and secure and then I would look at people and just think I can see the energy just it was not you know let's have a passion for something because I've always been a bit like that and maybe that comes from my own parents just allowing me to do and to follow whatever I was interested in and and I really appreciate them for that And so as soon as I started saying to people, okay, well, let's think about what do you really love doing? And if you could, you know, dream of anything. And it was so interesting. I'd get people telling me all the things they didn't want to do. And they really struggled to tell me what they did want to do. It was like everyone had, someone had stolen people's dreams. I just will never forget thinking who has been the dream stealer that's taken people's dreams away. And I'm going to, I'm going to like come along and wave a magic wand. I'm going to do the opposite that everyone's ever told you. So I said, well, imagine that you could. And if you, if you dreamt about your ideal job or your ideal Career. What would, and I just saw people's faces light up, just totally transformed. This is way before I did any of the work that I'm doing now. And I was just thinking, what a difference. It was like something had been, it's like, oh my gosh, you could. And that is, um, you'll probably remember back from my experimental RE days, one of them was um, this whole notion of giving ourselves and others permission. I suddenly realized people were waiting for permission from someone else to do what they love. That comes from schooling, that comes from parents. Again, no one's doing it intentionally. It's just, you know, if we even want to go to the toilet in the classroom, we have to, God, we have to put our hand up and yes. ask permission. Can you imagine what level of programming that does? So it's like, don't daydream about that. That's a silly thing to dream about. 
get realistic, do this subject, you'll earn money from that. And then people start to shut down. And so I would see this when I was interviewing people and I just thought, no, this is just, let's turn it around. Let's bring something different to the table. And I just remember thinking at that time, I'm going to do something that really helps people connect with what they want to do. And again, I grew up with that in my family. So my dad was, my dad is, and I was because he passed away last year, a sacred geometer. And he went to art school and he did what was in his heart and I grew up and I watched that and he the legacy that he's left behind the buildings that exist in the world the books that are published and he was just allowed to get on with it and he never worried about what I watched and he never seemed to worry about the money I never heard that from my dad he just knew what he was here to do and he was meant to do it so that again that was a really great role model for me and if I can gift that to others the thing that lights you up is the thing that you're meant to be doing And I read somewhere, imagine if everyone in the world was doing what they loved. Can you imagine what the world would be like? And then when I did Phaser Healing and I thought people really, you know, gosh, everyone needs this. This is like a magic tool. And and I think I had mentioned this to you before, but people suddenly, one of the mindset blocks is, oh my God, can I really be abundant and earn money from what I love doing? Is that possible? Do I have permission? Am I allowed to? These are all nuances of beliefs that that I've come across when working with clients, not just worthy and deserving, but permission, allowing, all of it. And and I just thought, well, it started back in the experimental art e-course days. You know, let's let's do what we love doing. That's you know, art was was what I loved doing. I encouraged my daughter to do what she was good at and she loved doing, and I wasn't going to make her do anything else. And I just had it in my mind, she'll make a way of making of making it succeed, which was my belief. For her, always be around like-minded people because they reinforce your beliefs. Be around others that want to follow their passion and believe that you can make it work. So, yeah, I just realised there was this big gap between not just doing your passion, but then the next step is, well, how do I make it work? How do I make a living? How do I market? Because as soon as you start saying market and sales and business, a lot of spiritual and creative people, again, start to shut down because of because we have associations and beliefs around words. As soon as you say sales or money even, just things come up for people. So it's passion to profit, it's all around, let's get rid of those really self-limiting beliefs and let's let's go and do what you're here to. And it is, it is for um, heart-centered, and I, I say heart-centered because you're doing your calling, you're, you're doing what's in your heart, not what you think will be a realistic, and your mom said it'd be a good idea and you could probably earn money yes, from it. It's like, it's so in your good. heart, you're being called and you are service provider. So it's, it's um, specific specifically for people that know Reiki you know Reiki I've worked with branding consultants Reiki masters like women that work with goddess energy um I'm just trying to think social media consultants people that have got a service and they they are so like I need to do this I need to share it how do we make it work so passion to profit is a uniquely designed program that came from all the business training things that so you can kind of get a lot of masculine energy in business training without being stereotypical. And sometimes pushing through and working hard and fast is not fully aligned with women. So it's it's for women. We have to work with our cycles. We have to work with our energy. We also have to work with, and this is for everyone, what inspires us and what's aligned with us. And so in a lot of my business business training, I came across things like swipe files and and um, those kind of like do it like this. And it's very mechanical, but actually how do we bring in what is the flavor of me and what's in my heart and what's intuitive and the creative bit of me. So it's like you have structures. I'm a very strategic and detailed person alongside being really creative and intuitive. How do we blend the two together? So I really took the things that didn't work and changed them around, took the golden nuggets that did work and fused them in. And like I said, I brought Theta Healing in. So during the program, you get the live um, group Theta Healing sessions. And there's no more than 10 people because also you can work intimately, you can bond with the group. And after that, I've also been on other programs where it's just too big and you get lost and you feel like there's disconnection. I really want it to be intimate support and for people to feel connected and the other thing I see a lot of I mean you might as well yeah I really believe if you're abundant you give permission to other people to be abundant when your cup's overflowing you can then share but if there's too much focus on the finances so you might see it as well a lot of hit a 10k month or 20k month which is great but let's do it from what we love because there will be a point where the money is not going to sustain you ask any person that's hit the financial goals from not doing what they're passionate about it's really hard to sustain it so for me, there is that you can we can have all of it. It's our divine birthright to be abundant. And we are all here with a calling and we should be fulfilling that. And if no one else is going to give you permission, I am <laughs> because I really feel like that is 
that what that's what really calls me and it started off with you know with art and being creative and a lot of people are discouraged from doing that uh, and I don't, I don't know if that answers all your so it's really practical and strategic but it asks and invites you to blend in your own flavor bring in your intuition if doing if writing this little structured formula that I give you bring in your own words and bring in something because you'll know because I'm also I'm also teaching you to work with your intuition but I, I also but I found personally that when I was told to intuit fully how I did a social media post or market what I needed to offer in my program that's guesswork as well and sometimes you need to have a bit of structure and a bit of strategy to work with to make it your own because if you're trying to intuit everything you can get lost oh very much and drain drain your energy yeah Yeah, there are four you know there are formulas that work you don't have to do it exactly word by word as I teach you inside passion to profit you can bring the flavor in but once you learn the structure you're like Mm. oh my god what was I doing before which is why people run out of steam they suddenly ghost on social media they suddenly think I don't know what to post I take all of that away. There is, there are things that you can do that you'll never guess again, how to show up. (laughs) Yes. And and what comes up for me is that that's when you say, I'm just going to close my business down or I'm going to give up or nobody is, you know, liking my post when really we need your passions in the world. And so what I love that you do is you are bringing the merging of the two and giving some structure, but also really that foundation of what is it you're called to do? And I love what you said, the flavor of me and it is our birthright to be abundant I mean that is just put that in with some structure and then I do have to highlight that I'm talking to a manifesting generator who is doing what lights her up like you guys just it's she's like beaming me over here yes I wish you could see all of our energy and all the the body movements going but you can hear it in her voice that this is you are you are lit up by what you do and the fact that you're helping others do what lights them up that will have a ripple effect and you know what thank you that's really lovely to and you've reminded me of another thing if you think oh my god I've got imagine the energy around this oh my god I've got to post a social media post today I haven't done it for a while I don't know the energy around that is heavy-hearted it's uninspired it's unaligned but the but then you still push through and you do it anyway and then that energy is transmitted because people pick up energy in person as much as they do online wherever energy is the energy that you do anything with is the energy that's picked up whether you realize it or not so it's about finding how do I feel inspired and aligned and get that great energy because when you write a post you know you notice it yourself the difference between a post that really speaks to your heart because the energy with which it was done versus maybe a really formulaic or a really like oh that person maybe wasn't in you know you can't always tell but there the energy behind and it's like how do we get to that space so we one of the things I teach in passion to profit is all about getting into the right energy space so that anything you do is imbued and infused with that energy that's going to connect with your soul aligned clients because that's another thing I teach not everyone's your client you've got your dream client you've got your yes clients and your no clients which I learned early on from one of my mentors what a relief. I don't just have to take that really difficult, tricky client just because I need the money, but how do I get in tune with only taking on yes clients? And we we go through all of that and it, just, oh, it's just been so transformative for me. And I spent a lot of time in that kind of studio space, kind of bringing all the strands together. And what I feel is, you know, there might be other people doing stuff similar, but I haven't come across um, so many. And it, it's definitely... It's definitely blending, you know, the very intuitive, I can just manifest anything I want, blended with, well, actually, there's a structure and a strategy and there are formulas that work. And and it's bringing those two together. Absolutely. It's been a huge game changer for me. But I'm aware that I I seem to operate. You know, I meet people that say, but I I work well over there. I work well over there. Well, that's fine. Just just take what works for you. I'll show it to you. And then you can take it because I seem to be you sound like you're similar. You're kind of a blend of of left and right brain. Absolutely. I can go into the detail. Yeah. Yes. I love all the details. I want to know how it works. I want the structure and then I want to put my own spin on it and I want to feel it and I want to be intuitive with it. And what I love your programs to me sounds like a dream program because um, what also stands out is that you have a, a more intimate group. You get an opportunity to connect with others and you feel what you said, the connection, because, yeah. you know, so often if we're doing this alone, um, it's a slower process. I mean, our inner work is. Is, is a personal yeah. journey, but to be able to connect and have that support system is huge. And I have taken programs before where I felt that disconnect and it's frustrating and you end up not finishing it and it's just, it doesn't, you know, yeah. so 
I am just really excited to share you with the listeners and to share your program and to take, um, you know, to learn more about Theta Healing from you. Can you tell everyone, how can we find out about your program? How can we find you? Um, do you do one-on-one sessions? Just let us know how can we get in touch. Yeah. Of course. And I will send you over all the links. I don't know if you populate stuff below, but I've so at soulspacehealers.uk. So S-O-U-L-S-P-A-C-E and then healers plural dot UK is my Instagram handle and, and my website. It's it's just a dot UK. And um, Passion to Profit is on there. It's also in my Instagram handle on, on my link tree. It's got all the places to go to. I think it's got. Yeah. yeah so you can do. Um, Theta healing sessions, theta healing single sessions or packages. You can then do the group program, which blends the coaching and the theta healing together for, um, like I said, heart-centered solo solopreneurs. It's, it's definitely people working on their own, female solopreneurs. And then I also do one-to-one coaching and theta healing packages just for private clients that want to accelerate and just work with me one-on-one. So those are the those are the three key ways that you can work with me. It's all up on the website. And I'm quite I'm quite active on social media. You'll see me on stories um, most day posting something. And there's, uh, yeah, I've got the Facebook group as well, which I'll send you the link to. Anyone's welcome to join. It's completely free. So again, you, you can share that with your listeners. It's a Facebook group called Soul Space Healers Business Mastermind. Probably a bit too long, but I'm going to keep it like that because I've been putting it out there. Um, so yeah, just definitely blending, you know, that free, valuable content so people can, you know, we all need to, as small personal brands, you know, being available so people can get to know, like, and trust us. But you really do pick up people's energy, don't you? You you really do. It's such a key thing. So to work on the heart set and the mindset is, yeah, it's probably first. I think I read a statistic that I shared recently that 80% is mindset and heart set and 20% is, is mechanics and strategy. But when you get it right, you've got, you've, you've just accessed your superpower. And it's so, I mean, just, I still need to collect some of the testimonials, but just people were manifesting money on the last program. Someone started their own podcast. It doesn't mean that you're just going to do everything on the program. We're lifting the, the blocks and the shift to all the other things that you've wanted to do as well. But there is this core structure that, that we follow throughout along with the very intuitive um theta healing sessions because throughout people are invited to share what's coming up for them so i'm always working in tandem with them the theta healing is very intuitive it's not like right today we're going to pull these beliefs it's i'm working with the group that i'm with and it's amazing when you see kind of similar beliefs coming up with with the same same group it's amazing it's amazing Mm. It is amazing. And I just, I feel that, you know, energy flow as you're talking about (laughs) it. And um, I will share all of those links in the show notes. And I'm just so, so grateful for this time together for our years past and just our connection and that I get to share you with my community. And I'm really grateful for where the next page in our story is going to take us i'm so excited i know shannon and you know this is just so strange because as you're saying all of that i just feel like i never knew how or when but i knew that we were going to connect and i know that we are going to connect more and it's just funny how like you say we've been circling around the internet and can see people that you're on similar journeys with and it's amazing that we've met on the internet all those years ago and we're still in in touch and just to see people's development and progress and interest and you know, all these amazing souls at the moment, there are a lot of amazing souls at the moment that are doing what they're here to do. And just to see it lights other people up. Do you know that thing of you, you sort of set all the torches alight, let, you know, let's be the change that we want to see. And I think I put that on my, one of my quotes on my very first blog when we, when we met all those years ago. (laughs) And I, you know, it's one of my favorite quotes. I love it. We need to be the leaders and sovereign sovereigns of our own lives, don't we? Well, and I'm glad you bring that up because, you know, like you said, we we both have our struggles from the past and we've, you know, something brought us, you know, 12, 11 years ago um, to, to get to even try something on the internet. And I know I was working and I was, had babies and I wanted to stay home and I'm like, I don't know what it is, but there's something in me, my calling, my calling is directing me to do this. And, you know, even though we didn't know how to write a blog or use Twitter. Well, well, we found each other and it, and it worked and we, we stumbled and fumbled along the way, but it's like, it's that this is the time. This is the time to continue following that inner calling. And when it resonate with you, just, just follow where it leads and find the courage and the people to support you. And the other thing I'd say is find the right people to support you. And this all comes back to intuition and resonance. 
who feels the right person to work with i always say to my clients i don't i don't need to convince you that you need this or me your intuition will tell you and for that's me right. that's the most powerful thing that anyone has ever said to me as soon as someone starts trying to convince me and i sense their energy and it's a it's a different exchange people know you you'll know and when the time is right you know yes. and yeah definitely the right support from the right people has been amazing for me and to be able to give that back just just yeah because I am a different person than I was 20 25 years ago and just to think oh my gosh these things do actually work and they can be shared and people can do them if they're ready and as long as, long as we do take the action we will see you know what's possible and it's so yeah. exciting it so is exciting. I can't wait to connect with you more and chat to you more I'll be sending <laughs> Me you too. <laughs> well call. I'm so grateful for you and thank you so much for just all that you're doing for everyone. Do you know what absolute pleasure and so grateful and thank you to you absolute honor and privilege to be invited to be on your podcast and yeah you keep up the amazing work uh yeah thank you to you too wasn't that so amazing Thank you for listening today. To get in touch with Amelia, you can visit her website, soulspacehealers.uk. I have all of the other links in the show notes. Go to afreespiritlife.com and look for podcast episode 52. I am grateful for you all. Thank you for being part of our community. If you haven't already, join me on Facebook. I have a Free Spirit Life community on Facebook. And I would so love if you could take the time to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. That way it helps more amazing women like you find the show. And that's what we need right now. We need women like you following their hearts letting their intuition guide them and putting their attention to the things that matter most. Because when you feel better, everyone around you feels better. When you raise your vibration, everyone else feels uplifted. And we need that vibration to travel. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for spreading the word. Thank you for being you. And I will see you next time. Bye.